This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 66, Training an Adult Dog. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hi, everybody. This week we are talking about adult dogs. I have gotten several requests to address how to train an older dog. Can they be trained? How do you train them? Is it the same as training a puppy? So today, that is the topic. But first, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe uh, as we enter this next uh, phase of life. Here in Utah, it's getting colder. The leaves are falling off the trees. The snow is on its way. Uh, With COVID, it's made things pretty interesting and a little bit tricky to get out of the house. So I do want to throw out there that make sure you guys are leaving your dogs alone for at least part of the day, every day. I know that is a bit hard with COVID, but I highly recommend taking time each day to go for a walk while your puppy is at home in their crate so they get used to being home without anyone there. Or run to the grocery store, do something so that your dog is spending some alone time. You want to make sure that they have been properly crate trained first, but definitely give them time alone on a daily basis somehow. This gives you a break too. Puppy training takes time, patience, and a lot of hands-on work. And I want to make sure that you are getting time for you during the day as well. So use the crate to give yourself a needed break and your puppy will then take a well-deserved nap as well, hopefully. Okay, so you have an adult dog you would like to train. First, let's talk about what is an adult dog. At what age are puppies considered adults? Now this varies, but a general guideline is between one to three years. Now I know that's a big gap, but small breeds generally reach adulthood or maturity around 12 plus months, whereas medium breeds are more like 18 plus months and larger breeds don't reach adulthood until that two to three year mark. So it does take time for joints and bones to fully grow and develop. That said, we want to make sure that we're waiting to really exercise, you know, like jog, run with our dog, or do jumps with our dog until at least that 14 to 18 months where their joints have developed. And you'll want to speak to your vet about that to make sure for your particular puppy and their breed what your vet recommends as far as, you know, really exercising them. You'll notice signs around five to six months of losing baby teeth and they'll be reaching full size around eight months and adolescent behaviors will shortly appear after followed by adulthood. So that's kind of a grand scheme of what it looks like as your puppy matures into adolescence and then adulthood. And I always kind of chuckle at, you know, we have these cute little puppies, but by about, you know, between five to eight months, they really do start looking like adult dogs. So you want to take a lot of puppy pictures if you have a brand new puppy at your house because they grow up quickly. I know when you're in the moment and you're waking up lots and taking lots of potty trips outside on a daily basis, it does not seem to go fast. But looking back, when you hit that five to eight month mark and your puppy starts to look like an adult, you realize, wow, they really do grow up fast. So how do adult dogs differ from puppies? Let's talk about some of that. Uh, Number one, they have a longer attention span. They're able to focus better. So uh, sometimes the training goes faster actually with an adult dog just because of that. They're also able to hold their bladder better and longer. So you're not doing potty trips as often with an adult dog. So if you have a rescued dog that maybe has, has come to you from a shelter or somewhere and they are two to three, four years old, that house training process should go much more quickly. Now, adult teeth are not as sharp as puppy teeth. That's another bonus uh, to having an adult dog. More relaxed during the day, they are not as playful as puppies, so their energy levels seem to decrease. 
Now that puppy adolescent phase especially is high energy. And as they mature into adulthood, you'll notice that your adult dog just starts to be a little more chill. Socialization. Now here's something that it depends on the history of your dog and there may be some lasting issues there. Now as a puppy, if you really socialized your dog well, then hopefully as they go into adulthood, we continue to socialize them to new things on a weekly basis and we keep those skills in tip-top shape. If you have an adult dog that you just adopted or recently came to and maybe you don't know their history or you don't know how well socialized they have been in the past, there might be some fears there that we need to work through. Let's talk about vaccination. So this is nice because the adult dogs are usually fully vaccinated, which means you're not limited in where you can take them. You can immediately start those field trips and get them out and about um, and let them see the world and experience the world without having to be worried about uh, health risks. Now, adult dogs may have some unwanted habits, which can be harder to break versus a puppy where we can kind of shape what we want them to be all along the way. And the second they start to exhibit a habit we don't necessarily want to form, we can interrupt it and redirect them. Now, with an adult dog, you might find that they have some habits. And I, there's a saying you know that I like that goes, habits form lifestyles, right? How habits become lifestyles. And that's really you know, true for dogs as well. So whatever habits this adult dog has had as a puppy or an adolescent, and they've really just started to form those good, strong habits, they could be pleasant, they might be unpleasant, and some of those we might want to break down. Now, adult dogs are still concerned with territory and social status, just like adolescent dogs are, but they're not as excitable as adolescents. They are able to calm themselves more quickly, and as we mentioned earlier, they do relax for longer periods of time throughout the day. Adult dogs are often more confident as well. And again, that depends on the training they've had up to this point. Uh, but hopefully they've had some good experiences in life. And so they're just more confident as they go about the world. Now, dogs will continue to be influenced by environment, training, social interactions throughout their life. So I highly, highly encourage keeping up on the socialization, keeping up on the training on a daily basis. All right, so what habits do your dogs have and how long have they had them? This is a big question in you know, what it looks like to train an adult dog. We have to assess what do they do currently and how long have they been doing that and how can we go about changing that? So I always like to observe what do they currently know? Now with adult dogs, don't be afraid to go all the way back to basics. For example, house training. Let's say you have a dog who's suddenly having accidents. I would go back and train that dog just like I would an eight week old puppy. I'd limit their living space. I would maybe restrict them to one room of my home until they are able to successfully find the exit door and signal me that they need to go out on a consistent basis. And then we add the next room. And once they can find the exit from two rooms, we add a third room. So we might just go all the way back to basics in that example and build up again the second time through or the third time through. It does go much faster, but it's never a problem to go all the way back to the beginning and remind them, hey, remember, this is how things work. Now, as we mentioned, dogs that are adults have longer attention spans, so you can do some training like stays, go to beds, uh, wait, any of those kind of behaviors we can really start to add duration to because of that longer attention span. Now, with those longer 
behaviors that they're asked to stay in, the four Ds are really important. And when I talk about the four Ds, it's the distance, duration, distraction, and finally difficulty where you put all of those together. But those things really proof behavior. So when I ask my dog to stay, they'll stay no matter what's going on. If the doorbell rings or my kids are running through the house or I dropped a plate of food on the floor. So it's really important that we train them to do behaviors like stay, go to bed, wait, etc. But we also need to proof those behaviors and you know the confidence that oftentimes these adult dogs have makes that easier as well. So it is still important with an adult dog to keep their day structured. You know it's okay to mix up the schedule. That's fine. Um, it actually helps create a nice, well-rounded dog. Um, but giving them regular downtime as well, and then training sessions, walks, um, you know, exercise, things like that. It's important to keep their day somewhat structured. Okay, so again, on those habits, you know, what habits does my adult dog have? Let's say your dog has a jumping problem. Like maybe they are a counter surfer or a sofa jumper or they like to uh, really greet your guests with the good love of jumping. Uh, You know, I like to give my dog a job to do instead. So if you have an adult dog that's still struggling with jumping, this is where we go back to basics like we mentioned earlier with that house training example. And I would break it down. So let's just talk about counter surfing for a second. Oftentimes adult dogs might have this habit as they went into adolescence and realized, hey, I'm tall enough to reach that counter. I wonder if anything yummy is up there. So if I have a dog that has maybe a habit of this, I'm immediately restricting access to counters unless I'm with my dog. So if I'm in the same room as them, okay, we can work on some training. But as my dog heads over to the counter, the second I see them interested in it, meaning they're looking at it, they haven't gotten there yet, so they haven't jumped on the counter yet, but I'm noticing that they're looking at it, hey, uh uh-uh, and I'm interrupting them, and it could be any kind of noise that gets your dog's attention, but make a quick, sharp noise, not that scares them. We don't want to start, you know, scare them, but startling is okay. Just kind of capture their attention briefly so that it interrupts their thought process. And then immediately I'm going to redirect my dog onto a new activity. Now, when I say give them a new activity to do, a job is really awesome to occupy their brain. So what do I mean by give your dog a job? Ask them to do a downstay. Ask them to go to their bed. Go to their bed is one of my favorite behaviors to teach a dog is you go relax on this mat And then when I'm ready for you to get off, I'll let you know. And while they're on the mat in the beginning, yeah, toss them a treat every once in a while to get them to want to stay there to help build out that duration that, you know, that's one of those four D's that we mentioned, Um, but get them to stay there on their mat for longer and longer periods of time. And then when you release them, pay them super well for being so awesome and staying there on their mat and then go play their favorite game. So they learn, you know what? The best place to hang out in the kitchen is on this mat. Every once in a while, Amy drops me a treat. And I get rewarded really well when I'm done for doing this job. Now let's talk about biting and mouthing. At this point with adult dogs, they should not be biting or mouthing us. They need to know that no teeth on people. Like that's really the rule from here on out. So at this age, tether is really effective if you have a dog that is still biting and kind of mouthy with you. Mouthing usually is a way that the dog is trying to get your attention or they want you to play with them. And so they're kind of... um, you know, testing their limits a little bit, like, hey, let's play, kind of almost like they're nudging you, like, hey, let's play, let's play. So if you keep a leash attached to your dog, if your dog has this problem as an adult, I would keep a leash attached to them throughout the day. Just let them drag it around the house. Uh, Do be careful of stairs. We don't want your dog running up and down stairs with a leash attached. So I keep them to one level of your home. 
And you can even tether them to you if you feel safer about it. So instead of having them drag the leash, they can just be tethered to you. Uh, But if they're biting, mouthing, the second they start to do that with you, I would just connect the leash to say a sofa leg or an eye hook in your baseboard or somewhere that they can't then follow you and I would walk away. So because your dog is biting or mouthing to get attention, most likely, again, it always goes back to, well, why is my dog doing this? But if you can figure out why are they mouthing me, oftentimes it is because they want you to play with them, then you can immediately reverse that and say, well, you know what? They want my attention. I'm going to take my attention away the second that this happens. And if you're very consistent about walking away the second they mouth you, They learn, hey, if I want her to stick around and play with me, I'd better keep my mouth off of her because every time I do that, she walks away and they start to connect the dots. All right, so digging is another problem I hear about with adult dogs sometimes is my dog just has this habit of digging. Now, digging is a normal dog behavior. Some dogs really love it. So I redirect if I don't want them digging in a certain spot. Maybe they're out in my grass and the second I see them go for that grass, again, it's the same thing as that jumping example where you interrupt it. So that interrupting noise is so valuable and effective in capturing their attention again and then giving them something else to do. So with digging, oftentimes I give my dog an outlet like, okay, you like to dig. How about you dig in this kiddie pool filled with balls? Or how about you dig in this kiddie pool filled with sand and I'll bury your bones or your fun things out there so that you can go find your toys in the pit of sand. So I give them a place to dig um, and they oftentimes really like that. A homemade solution for that would be get layers of fabric and stitch one end of it so that you have almost like a book of fabric and then you can sprinkle treats in between the different layers and they can dig through the different layers of fabric to find their treats. All right, so barking. Barking is another behavior that I thought of when I thought, okay, let's talk about adult dogs. Oftentimes that might be a habit that your adult dog has. So if your dog has a barking habit, this is where I am definitely trying to figure out the motivation behind the bark. There are so many different kinds of barking that I want to make sure I'm getting it right. So here's a classic example for you. I guess I'll give you two examples so that you can see both sides of it. Let's say that your dog has a habit of running to the front window and barking every time the mailman drives by. So in that example, the motivation most likely is I bark, I bark, I bark, and then the mailman drives away, and then you might notice your dog stops barking. So your dog is, hmm, I don't want that mailman to be here. I'll bark at them. Oh, look, they drove away. It must be working. If I were to ignore that behavior, do you guys think your dog would bark more or do you think your dog would bark less? So I'm going to tell you today that if your dog is barking out the window at something and it goes away, it drives away, maybe it's a bird that flies away, it's a cat that runs away, your dog is getting rewarded for the barking by having that thing leave basically right if if that's the scenario and if that's what your dog is really thinking but oftentimes that's the case so if I were to ignore that barking my dog would most likely keep barking every time they see the mailman if they have some kind of territorial feeling about your house and they know that oh they kind of feel like ah, it's my job to protect this house and they see the mailman pull up and they bark and then the mailman leaves The dog just learned that, oh, that works. And I'm going to do it every day when I see that mailman. So in that scenario, that's the kind of barking I would immediately interrupt. The second he heads for the window, I would probably just get him away from the window and we go and do a different activity or give him a job to do like we talked about before. And training, any kind of behavior that you want to train your dog to do is a great job. That's a great way for them to feel like they have something to do and to work at. Now, the other side of barking, let's say that your dog is barking at you for attention. Let's say that 
it's been a while you've been typing some emails or working in your office or helping your kids with homework or something and your dog comes over and starts barking at you now let's talk about that one if i uh look at my dog and talk to my dog or say something to my dog in that moment i give it attention do you think the barking will increase or decrease right it goes back to what is your dog wanting if your dog is wanting your attention and i suddenly look at them or i talk to them and I go off and do something else with them in that moment, they probably will see that as, hey, the barking worked. Look, it got her attention. So in that case, I probably would ignore that barking. I would let them bark if they want. I would probably turn my back to them and walk away. And that way the dog learns, oh, the barking means she leaves and I'm trying to get her attention, so barking is not working. If you're a member of our online puppy school, all of these behaviors that we just addressed can be helped by looking at lesson 1.4. It's called modifying behavior through games and activities. I think you'll find that very, very helpful. All right, finally, you guys, what kinds of things can I train my adult dog to do? So what are some fun activities? That's the beauty of having an adult dog is they're mature, uh, they're trainable, they have longer attention spans, they want to go live life with you. So check out things like agility, where you set up a course with jumps and tunnels and platforms and ramps and weave poles that they get to run in and around. Search and rescue work, where they get to be involved in finding things. Dogs love to search out things. You could uh, be looking for people, you could be searching out uh, drugs, you could be searching you know, uh, suitcases at airports. I mean, there's lots of possibilities with search and rescue and scent work. So therapy work, if you guys want to get involved in your communities, a wonderful way to involve your dog is to do therapy work. Get with an organization in your community that will certify you and your dog as a team and that they have relationships with certain schools or hospitals, nursing homes, things like that, that you could go in and serve with your dog. Now, I know right now with COVID, that's been so hard, but I've seen uh, people do it virtually as well. So it's an, kind of an exciting work to be in and it's something that we can still do even in the times that we're in right now, but definitely as we get out of COVID and move on with life, that might be a great goal to work towards with your adult dog. Some dogs love Frisbee. They love Fetch. Get them into some competitions. Look around for local classes or clubs that you could get involved with just doing things that your dog loves to do. Um, if you live in an area where you can go hunting, I know some dogs, those labs, love to hunt. They like to retrieve and get them out and doing what they love to do. Now, finally, service dog work is also an option. So if someone in your family has a disability, you can train your dog to do things for that person that maybe they can't do on their own. And you can work on public access items so that your dog could then go with that person as they go out and live life. So as you can see, you guys, adult dogs can definitely be trained. In fact, because of their longer attention spans, sometimes, as we mentioned, it goes more quickly. If they have bad habits, that can go a little more slowly, but there are definitely things you can do to change these habits into things you want your dog to do. So that really is the key and the focus of today is what do you want your dog to do? It is much easier to train your dog to do something versus trying to train them to not do something. So with your adult dogs, if you're looking to change behavior, make a plan, be consistent, practice often, and I promise your hard work will pay off. All right, you guys, enjoy your dogs this week. Go do something fun together. Happy training. I'll talk to you later. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com, to contact me. 